The Ebony's and the Ivory podcast is a bi-weekly dialogue with Dr. Dejalon Jackson-Bell and Dr. Lakeitha Poole. Through the EITI podcast, we plan to promote our mission of dispelling myths, rewriting narratives, and championing women of color in higher education. All views expressed through this podcast are our own, do not represent any entity with which we are affiliated, and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. For more information or to set up a consultation, visit our website at www.ebonysintheivory.com. You are now tuned in to Ebony's in the Ivory. Welcome back to another episode of the Ebony's and the Ivory podcast. This is one of your hosts, Dr. Lakeitha Poole, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Dr. Bell. Hi, everybody. We're so glad that you guys are back to join us for another episode for this month's episode. Uh, we're already in April, which is kind of crazy of the year, um, and they got a lot going on, y'all. Uh <laughs> So, but we're glad that you're here and that you're back this month. Um, if you haven't already, and if you're listening, we hope you have, but maybe if you have a friend who hasn't, make sure that they subscribe and you've subscribed to the podcast on SoundCloud and through Apple Podcasts. Make sure you have followed and liked us on Instagram and Facebook at Ebony's in the Ivory, and also follow us on Twitter at Ebbs in the Ivory. Um, and if you're looking for one place to just see everything connected, um, head to our website at www.ebonysintheivory.com. Um, you can also access it on the go on your phone. Um, so you can keep up with us all the time on what we have going on. So here we are, episode 28. We're here. We're here. We're here, We're here Dr. Paul. We are here. So unless you live in like a bunker. Oh, <laughs> Literally. <know>. Literally. <laughs> What's been going on globally as far as COVID-19 um, and the world being on pause um, and how that, you know, has really impacted or taken a toll on some of our mental health, physical health, emotional health. Um, so I just kind of wanted to and we wanted to kind of give some guidelines, some advice as to how to cope and to stay centered and focused as best you can in these uncertain times. Um, so we're kind of going to talk about what we submitted on the blog last week. Um, so the title is Relax, Relate, Release. So if you've ever seen A Different World, which is one of the greatest, in my opinion, sitcom of all time, it is. Um, it, it's, it's surrounded, it's around, uh, students' lives um, who attend the HBCU. So we all know, like, Whitley and Dwayne Wayne mm-hmm. and Jada Pinker was on there and um, the great Debbie Allen. So in this particular episode, Whitley um, is having some Dwayne issues. <laughs> and she goes <laughs> she goes to see 
um, who the therapist who was Debbie Allen about these issues and her daddy issues and her Dwayne issues and her Julian's issues, which is her ex fiance or whatever he was to her. Mm-hmm. She um, almost married and him. And she gets some advice. What you said, I could said she almost married him at the beginning. She almost, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She almost, yeah. Yeah. When we're talking about how she almost married by her neither, but, um, <laughs> so, so in the episode, um, Debbie Allen tells her to relax, relate, release. That's in Whitley's voice. That's what she tells her to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like that's, that's something that, um, is resounding even now like being able to relax mm-hmm. um, and just be present in our environments and release whatever anxiety or fear whatever we have um, and then being able to relate to what's going on around us in a very healthy way I think is important um, so I mean it was a comedic moment but I think that it's impactful for where we are right now mm-hmm. So in the blog, first, um, we discussed relaxing. So we know as Americans, that is something that we do not do well. Dr. Paul, do you think that you relax well, like on a, on a daily, weekly basis? No, like absolutely not. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> There's Straight no sugarcoating up. it. No, I do not. There's always something so, I mean, going in my mind of like something else to do. So even if I'm yeah. telling myself I'm relaxed, I'm actually like, oh, I'll relax with my laptop in my lap while I'm looking up stuff for work like that's not relaxing though yeah right no you're right I think even like for me um like I can I'm thinking I'm relaxing because like the day is over and like I might be chilling with my husband drinking a glass of wine or something Mm -hmm. but like I still have tension Mm -hmm. like I can feel like my shoulders up to my ears or like my my jaw is clenched Mm -hmm. um so I'm telling myself that I'm relaxing, but I'm not really relaxing. Um, and that's something we hold a lot of that in our bodies. Um, and as Americans, um, the way that our society is structured, the way that capitalism is structured and, um, what the American dream looks like to people and all of that is just very hard to be able to truly have peace and to relax because we have so much going on and we're always trying to achieve and we're always on the go. Um, and sometimes that's not the most healthy way to be. Um, so in terms of relaxing, um, the first step to relaxing is to relax expectations or timelines that don't align with this current season. So right now we can't really control what's going on mm-hmm. as much as we want to, as much as some of us are like control freaks. There's literally nothing yeah. that we can do about what's going on right now. So um, we would be remiss if we didn't realize that we have to like, like let go of what's going on mm-hmm. and to, to be flexible um, because you drive yourself crazy if you're not. Yeah. Um, and we have to welcome the fact that, you know, we're in uncertain times. Um, so for like, for me personally, I've had to let go of like some certain goals and plans that are not necessarily, uh, it's not prudent, um, to be focused on that right now. So like, for instance, I always talk about finances and mm-hmm. being debt free and it's planned to be debt free by the end of the year. And yeah, I could still do that, but these are uncertain times. And yes, me and my husband still have our jobs and, um, but you never know what could happen. So mm-hmm. it's prudent to save. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's prudent not to be paying off a whole bunch of debt when you could be saving that money, um, you know, paying what's going on. So mm-hmm. um, that's a financial goal that we're still going to get. Um, it's going to get achieved, but it may be on pause right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay with me. 
Um, some people may have had career or professional goals. Um, I know like um, some universities are pausing tenure mm-hmm. for um, professors, um, <clears throat> associate professors, assistant professors, whatever, um, pausing the tenure process. Um, some universities are not even requiring students to um, do evaluations after this semester just because of what's going on. Yeah. Um, I teach in higher ed and um, it just looks a lot different. Like, we're, you know, being um, told to, you know, be more em- empathetic, which I always am anyway, to students and to kind of take into consideration what's going on and update syllabi and all of that. So um, things just look a lot different mm-hmm. um, in that arena and other arenas. Um, <clears throat> so certain goals, um, academic goals, professional goals, financial goals, you know, maybe on pause, maybe altered a bit, but that's okay. Um, and we all know that this won't last forever. Um, and we'll be able to resume in, in some sense. Um, so it's okay to be flexible. Yeah. yeah. Um, the second way to relax is to take care of ourselves too. Um, so for me personally, like I'm running, like I'm just on the go all the time because my Tyler is very curious he's very smart he's very curious he likes to know how things work um today he unscrewed a light bulb i don't know how he did it he's also um, very strong <laughs> he's very strong it's, it's crazy <laughs> he's very strong so like he does things and i have to keep my eye on him or who knows what's gonna happen you know, he crashes and thuds if uh if i don't so um in addition to that like i said i'm teaching a class this semester I'm also a school counselor, so I have to be accessible to parents, to um, uh, my superiors, to teachers, students, all that jazz. We have Zoom meetings all day, so, um, you know, I'm kind of getting pulled um, in different ways, but I have to remind myself that my 24 hours doesn't have to be filled to the brim, Mm -hmm. um, and that... um, you know, it's okay to stop working at five or stop working at four. It's okay to somebody send you, and I'm bad at this because I don't like seeing emails. So, like, I'll have to write and be like, don't respond, don't respond. Like, even if it's eight or nine o'clock, cause I just want to get it off my plate because I know more are going to come. Uh, so I, I need like to, to put you on my the email way. then. <laughs> I need to have you on my emails be piled up, you know? <laughs> Notification drives me. I can't do it. I've I somehow learned to ignore it. I don't know how. I'm, yeah, I'm it's terrible. I'm, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get <laughs> one day, one day. I will. Um, but I, I've been be I've been better about it. Um, I got a few emails over the weekend. And I was like, sorry, not answering there. Mm-hmm. Um, check you out on um Monday. Am I doing it? That's right. Um, uh, but it's important um to not let to not be consumed and to let um, to engage in what whatever activities help to ease your mind, whatever activities help you actually take a deep breath and to rest and to relax, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of relating, um, it's important to be physically distant, social distancing, flatten the curve, hashtag, hashtag, <laughs> um, but don't be socially distant. That's really important. Um, this is not the time to isolate because human beings are relational. Like we need relationships. Like we, is this is it's hard to live without some sort of interaction um, with another human being. So um, you want to be sure 
that we stay in contact and communication with people who bring light into our life. And that's something that's important. You don't want to just be in contact with anybody. You want to be in contact with somebody who brings light, who brings love, who isn't negative, who doesn't negatively affect, like, your psychic. It's important. Mm -hmm. Um, And people who also that you can pour into. So if you know that your presence brings light and you know that your presence helps someone else, um, it's important to stay in contact, too. So the other day, Dr. Poole orchestrated, as she so well does, um, a, a, what was the name of Dr. Poole? You had an official name for the Zoom. For the Zoom? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, Come I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the Zoom. Um, we, That sounded like an old person way of saying it, the Zoom, like the Facebook. Um, So... <laughs> Um, I called it the area codes baddie link up or something like that. Um, and it was our way of, you know, all of my friends are spread out. I remind them often that they all moved away and left me, um, here in Baton Rouge, except for one. And so, um, and so that was my way as I was prepping and I was very excited. Dr. Bell will tell you, I was very Excited. Um, I'm always excited. I don't know why this, that particular group of girls together just works and it makes me laugh. Um, we're missing one. Shout out to Chelsea on the front lines. Nurse, nurse Chelsea. Um, and so it just was a way to stay, like Dr. Bell was saying, like physically we're all over the place. Um, and we need to be, um, even prior to this for whatever our life happenings were going on, we had to be. Mm -hmm. But then in this instance, even if we could have come together, we don't need to for our own health and safety. Right. And so it was a fun way just to be able to like create that connection again, get some laughs in, catch people up on life mm-hmm. happenings and just tea was being yeah, all the tea, hot pipes and tea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so it just made it really easy to like feel like I was sitting in my living room with my girlfriends, even though it was on my computer screen, but it was just so cool to do that so um yeah i definitely i do hope people are still staying connected and understanding that that too is about relationship like you you're still expected in these times in order for your well-being to stay in relationship with people and you know for for mental well-being purposes like everybody got dressed up mm-hmm. but he was like i hadn't put makeup on in like three weeks so yeah like, for, for me i have so yeah <laughs> Everybody got dressed up, put a little lip on. It was really nice, was and so I think fun. that helped um, everybody to kind of feel a sense of normalcy mm-hmm. um, in that moment. So that was awesome. Shout out to you for being such a great friend. She is, y'all. I try. Y'all missing out. Y'all missing out. <laughs> she's y'all, y'all missing out. She's not your friend. <laughs> We on one today. We're going stir crazy because we're stuck inside, so whatever. Yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. So another way to relate is to relate to an outside perspective. So like reading a book, listening to a podcast, watching a docu-series, a documentary. I'm watching one right now whenever my stuff's not hot on the TV. I'm watching one right now about minimalism. So it's really interesting. I watched a Tiger King. Um, oh, Lord. That's a mess. Crazy mm-hmm. foolishness. So, but it's I mean, funny. Y'all should watch it. It is. It's a form of entertainment, but it also gives you a different perspective and a 
people's lives and something that I did not even know was going on. Yes. Yeah, um, I would have never imagined that that was going on somewhere in the world, uh, much <laughs> less the United States. So um, it was very interesting. So um, definitely reading a book, listening to podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately um, about different things that piqued my interest. So um, it's important to get an outside perspective. And then lastly, um, it's to plug into your source. Like being grounded is so important right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the need to draw energy and to gain clarity uh, from that relationship is really important um, for myself personally. Um, you know, just being able to have those daily conversations um, with the guy that I serve. Um, has been wonderful and has helped me mm-hmm. be able to navigate these waters. So um, that's really important. In terms of release, so this is a big one for me. Anxiety, fear, doubt, being able to release those um, is very important. Um, I hold some of those things in my body. Um, I know that about myself um, on, the, on a daily basis. Um, mm-hmm. So this might mean stepping away from the news or stepping away from like social media platforms that have like a constant news stream mm-hmm. like i'll get on like twitter and i'm like oh this is too much i can't like yeah i don't have I'm, the I'm twitter so mm-hmm. um <laughs> stuff starts to just my spirit starts to get unsettled when i and i read stuff and it really does bring me down and it's not to say that i'm living in some sort of la land where things aren't really happening um, but it is important for me to protect my peace. And I, I used to have to do this before, um, all of, you know, the coronavirus, uh, mm-hmm. was spreading, um, just to protect my peace mentally, um, and send a prayer and send love and light wherever it's needed. But for me to be okay, um, mm-hmm. I have to, to step away, um, sometimes. Um, and then like taking time to, to be centered. So there are different apps. We've talked about the Calm app before. Um, we've, talked to, we've talked about, uh, I don't know if we talked about this, Relax Melodies is another app um, to help you meditate, to do mindfulness. We talked about mindfulness on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, guided meditations are really important. So whatever can help you or developing a mantra mm-hmm. um, that you can kind of repeat to yourself to bring yourself back centered um, is very important um, during these times. And then releasing endorphins. So I don't wear my Apple Watch a lot. Um, well, I haven't been wearing it a lot um, because it has a metal band. But I put it on the other day, and it's the first thing was like, Lakeitha finished the workout. I'm like, yeah, girl. Um, That's so hilarious. Dr. Boyd has been releasing endorphins. Um, I actually have been doing a, a fair amount of exercising. One of my sorority sisters has been leading Zumba. Um, Aww, online so I've been able fun. to get on there and do some things so it really does help though mm-hmm. um, with mental clarity and just feeling good about yourself um, so we all know I mean this is this is common knowledge that getting up and working your body um, and, and increasing blood flow, blood flow to your brain is really important especially during times like this <clears throat> and then lastly releasing your gift I think this is really important um, some people may have time, well, now that mm-hmm. they didn't have before. I most certainly don't, but <laughs> some people may have time, um, to do, to do things and to work on passion projects that they may not have had time for 
in the past. So utilizing your time in the best way that you know how and um, in a way that suits you personally, um, you know, really can, can help to release your gift. Um, and this, you know, doing this may amplify your sense of purpose um, and get you in a, in a positive uh, headspace uh, to think about the future and to be future oriented. Um, to let yourself know that again, this this too shall pass. Like this will end. Um, and when it does, you know, not to say not to be present, but um, allowing yourself to be hopeful about the future as well. Um, so, releasing your gift into this world at this time, or working on it, crafting it, is also something um, that can be done to center yourself. Um, so, my question is to you, Doctor Poole, what has helped you relax during this time? Um, well, I definitely, so your watch is telling you the truth. I definitely have tried to stay active, like physically active. And, um, I know that's more of like the release part of it, but I find that to be relaxing in the way in which I think I've tried to go about it. So, um, I have a, a backyard that never gets used because I, I do not have small children. And when I had a dog, he was so bougie. He did not like run in the yard. <laughs> Um, and so I have sort of adopted this like practice now of at least three times a week. So usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I like walk a mile in my backyard. So I just walk around, I think it's like 15. I think I've counted now. I've had enough time. So 15 times around my yard (laughs) (laughs) makes, um, a mile. And so I do that. And then if the weather's fine, which actually has been pretty good, except for this weekend, there was some storms, but like prior to this, it hadn't really rained or anything. And so, um, then I'll like do like my little workout. So I've made myself like a little outdoor gym and I can move everything out there and just work out for a few minutes just to get active and feel like I am releasing sort of like the physical tension of just like sitting indoors because as a therapist even though I'm fortunate that like I've been able to move like you know my role to being fully online that means Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in a chair at my kitchen table the majority of the day and while you know I do my best to make it comfortable it's not ideal um and so getting that time and I usually try to do it first thing in the morning before my day even starts I'll do that and then on Tuesday Thursday I'll do something lighter like yoga or meditation in the morning or something just to like calm myself, still myself. And that's been really, really good just to find ways to like relax. And then I have tried to be more intentional. I feel like of um turning my brain off as best I can and like watching shows and catching up on shows. Yeah. Tiger King was definitely something I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I sat and watched it. I don't think I watched all of it in a day, but it wasn't, it didn't take me that long. Cause I literally tried to be like, okay, you know what? It's an off day. So whether that's like a Saturday or whatever, I just take that time to like, try to be mindless a little bit, um, yeah. which is rare. And, and, but for me, that's actually relaxing just to kind yeah. of, be there so those two things have been major like staying active um physically but then also doing like mindless things um including dr bell and i before we started recording talking about online shopping um and that's not necessarily relaxing if you spend enough all your money so don't do that but um I'm I'm not we used to be really bad with it yeah we both were (laughs) she's gotten better and God's not through with me yet so I'm just still trying to figure it out I'm I am better because we both during our doctoral program stuff was coming to our house all the time 
Um, and I think for us, that was like some sort of form of escapism from what we were going through. Um, and so now it's not as often, but I mean, again, it's my, it's a mindless thing to sit on a clothing website or shoes or whatever, whatever your thing is and just click through pictures and be like, Oh, that's cute. I like that. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I could use that. And so, like I said, don't go crazy um, with it, particularly because right now we'll have nowhere to go to wear any of this nowhere stuff. To go. So, <laughs> so don't overdo it. Um, but find, you know, I, I always recommend finding like the thing for you that, that you know is relaxing. And so as a person who's kind of mind always has to be going because we're always thinking of other people and trying to help them um for me even if it's like trash tv which i know is horrible it's just nice for me to like not have to be thinking about real life things so that's my relax yeah me too um so how have you um personally been able to maintain relationships with loved ones um and with your source i know we kind of talked about uh, the baddie link up. The baddie link up. <laughs> now I feel like we gotta <laughs> do it again. I know. Yeah, um, we, we need an April one now. Yeah. House party. We're gonna get on house party. Yeah. <laughs> yes. and all of that. I recommend house party, like I said in the blog, um, <laughs> because you can do trivia, um, and it's another way to connect. It's video chat. Yeah. It's um, fun. And, like chat, like with text on there. It's really fun. So. Um, that's a great way again to to stay relational. But yeah, how how else do you maintain relationship with loved ones, um, and with your source during this time? Yeah, definitely. So every morning, even before the Rona, um, I was um always try to have a practice of I always in the morning read like a a scripture at least or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. always before I would leave to go to work when I was doing that. It feels like so long ago. Um, when, when I was leaving to do that, I also would always um, look at my vision board and I have actually have scriptures written, I think it's nine, on my vision board for 2020. Um, ironically, mm-hmm. not knowing how 2020 would be, but that's okay. Um, all of those things are still very relevant. And so, mm-hmm. um, so I do, I usually, that's kind of my like morning routine as far as like just making sure I check in with God and like myself and um, my purpose and, and to do that. And then I usually in the night, um, I like doing, well, Dr. Bells knows this cause we're friends on our Bible app, but, um, I like reading plans, like different plans for whatever I'm going through or what season I might be in my life. And so I really mm-hmm. like having Bible plans that are relevant. So right now I'm actually doing two 30 day plans. Um, and so that's like my evening thing before I go to yeah. sleep. Um, and just kind of use that as like my reflective time as well. So that's definitely how I keep in touch with like my spiritual source, my spirituality, God, and, and just being able to stay grounded, um, around something that's just really important to me. And then with people, like Dr. Bell said, I love a good Zoom happy hour or whatever. Um, and then like the people who I feel like, probably prior to this that I kept in touch. I try to stay consistent with that too. So I like, I talk to my mom every day, at least once a day, sometimes more, just depends on how aggravated I feel, how aggravating I feel like being um, for her that day. Um, and so I always make sure, you know, at some point in my day when I get a break, whether that's like lunchtime in the middle of a work day or whatever, I call her, um, all of my girlfriends, they know I'm also the person that I love sending memes and all that. Like I just laugh all day. So <laughs> um I think that's why I'm so silly because that type of stuff just takes me out. Like I just laugh so <laughs> so hard. Um and so for 
most of my friends, I will make sure that I have nothing else. Even if we can't like talk on the phone that day, I might just send them a text of what is happening in my life. Like have no shame of like, y'all, I'm nervous about this or whatever's going on just so that they know. And even if they like can't respond that day, I'm fine with that because it's kind of like, it keeps that conversation going. It keeps the connection going. It's our way of knowing like, you know, life is still happening for us, but they're all still important to know what's happening in spite of us being in this kind of weird and crazy time. And so that's why it's nice to have the big, the big gatherings when you can all get together if you can, but it's also really nice. Just the small things that let people know, you know, I'm thinking about you today or, you know, we you share a laugh with somebody. And so um, I've tried to do that in whatever way makes sense for that friendship. Cause I mean, you knew that friendship before this was all happening. So if that's right. a phone call, then great. But if that's just a text or, Whatever it is, um, Dr. Bell knows I will send her the, I'm not going to say who the meme is always yeah. of, oh <laughs> but her and Chelsea, Nurse Chelsea, oh um, like cannot stand me for these oh memes gosh. that I send to them. And it's the same person and it's just hilarious. And so, and like, for whatever reason, I cannot stop looking at them and laughing because it just takes, it takes me out. And so, so. But it's only funny to you. I know. <laughs> Well, and I think what's made it funny and why it's kept going is their reaction to me. So, like, literally, last week I sent one and Chelsea says, I hate you and him. Like, for because for me sending these to her, um, and she's just like, I'm over it. And so I really laugh more at their reactions to them. Um, Dr. Bell has threatened to block me. Like, all these block. things. Blocked with a T. Um, and so it's just little things like that. Though. So even though it drives them crazy, it makes me laugh. And so um, it's being able to just like, you know, maintain the things that have already built. You've, you've built a foundation for the people you care about. So the yeah. goal is to keep keep that going. And that's what I've tried to do. And the people I don't talk to as often, this time has still allowed me to check in with them a little bit more yeah. and make some phone calls yeah. that I really wouldn't make as often or or maybe we don't talk as often and so it's still maybe only happening once a month or something like that anyway but at least it doesn't feel like a rush call or it's just it's just different so whatever you can do to stay connected to the people and the things that bring you joy then definitely do that to maintain that consistency especially your habits if it's prayer or meditation or whatever those things really matter too definitely i think for me um, you know, because we're friends, so I, I'm always in the Bible app reading somebody's devotion or mm-hmm, scripture or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of follow the same. I'll do like, <clears throat> I'm probably reading like three at a time always. Um, but I'll do like one in the morning and then I have like a couple for the evening or one for the evening. Um, and I try to, um, you know, get some prayer time while my son is taking a nap. Um, mm-hmm. he's very like scheduled two hours a day every day. So I try to, um, you know, engage in my prayer time in that way. Um, and I also, and I know you too, you just didn't mention it. Um, try to get online for church, mm-hmm. um, you know, on whatever midweek service day. Um, and I have like a couple of them. And, um, on Sundays just to, just to get the word in. So, um, you know, it's very important to me. Um, and it is, it is a, a point of sanity for me. Um, as far as relationships, like you said, um, it is maintaining what you've already established 
Yeah. So same situation with my, my parents and, um, you know, me and my family, we have like text threads. So that has not stopped. They are crazy. Um, <laughs> now, me and my line sisters, we still do prayer calls every Monday. Um, we get in house party a lot now. We actually have more time to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because you're trying to get like 27 women, but like we're, we're like really cool. So, um, we make it happen and just, um, it's afforded sometimes to be able, like you said, to reach out to people that, um, you may not be able to reach out to as frequently. Um, so, um, I try to stay, I can be very like, oh shoot, I gotta, you know, get read, um, what he needs and all of that. So I try to be, um, intentional about being relational. Um, cause I'm not just the most people person. Um, but but I, I, I try, I try. Yeah. You do, you do um, what makes sense for you. Yeah. Yeah. And how are you releasing fear and anxiety? Um, we talked about how you're releasing endorphins and how are you releasing creativity this season? Fear and anxiety. So I think it's been interesting uh, dealing with sort of the whole COVID situation for a lot of different reasons. Because um, I think each week is like something else, right? Like it's like, you know, when it first happened, you're scared about just the spread itself and like wondering if you you know, have either put somebody else at risk or you yourself in, in situations. I kept the first week I was just like, Lord, I went to Mardi Gras. Lord, I went to Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> um, and realized that like, I've been going to Mardi Gras since I was born. So, you know, and just kind of understanding though, that, um, while that probably wasn't a, a, the good place to be at that moment. None of us knew that that was happening. Nobody knew. So yeah. to stress myself out about that then, and to know that at that point, Mardi Gras had been like a month before um yeah. I would have known mm-hmm. at that point had I had contracted something and so it's just kind of like really being able to hit the pause a little bit on all of you know that and like Dr. Bell said this earlier about like sources of news and stuff like that the constant like feeding of fear and anxiety you have to like put that on pause um even just sometimes my conversations with people about it like my mom is uh, definitely like a She's not a worrier, but she likes to have all the information about stuff. And yes. when she has it, she's going to share it. And so I'm always like, okay, mm-hmm. thank you. Like, you know, like I'm just, I hear it. Um, and I appreciate it because that's how she stays informed and it makes sense for her yeah. because it doesn't, she doesn't worry about it. She's just hears it because she likes to have information. And so, but for me, taking all that in, especially in the role that I have where I have to hear about anxious thoughts and yes. depression and all that all day. I don't really have, like Dr. Bell said, we're mostly empaths, all of us who are um, therapists. And so I can't, I don't have really room for it. And so I think okay. it makes people be like, Oh man, you don't even want to talk about nothing. It's like, yeah, kind of, you know, you kind of don't. And so I think just limiting that as best I can, um, relying this goes back to our last question i guess relying too on my source of faith and understanding that you know everything works out for the good no matter what um and just really having a clear understanding of you know that these things always happen for a purpose and for um power and purpose to be shown and revealed and so it's just being able to have that type of faith um over fear and over anxiety and just understanding that like you know it is it's something that none of us could have ever expected, but if we're going through it, then we're equipped to handle it. And so just giving yeah. myself those like constant reminders um, about it. But that's not to say I haven't had moments like, you know, just right. because when you do 
either have a busy day or you get tired of sitting inside, like your vigilance about being dismissive of fearful thoughts is it gets weakened. And so I've had other days where I'm laying in the bed and I'm like, oh, I can't breathe. And it's like, sit up. Like, you're fine. Like, you know, like it's just like, and so, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like, oh, I I went to Walmart today. I shouldn't have did that. You know, and it's just kind of like you, (laughs) and it's, it's terrible in the sense that a lot of it is like self-created. Like we've, we've built that up instead of realizing that like, you know, if you've taken the precautions that you're supposed to, you're going to be, it's going to be fine. Um, and, but I, I, again, I think it's just those moments where you get tired and you get worried and it's just harder to manage. So, um, definitely for that. Um, and yeah, we talked about endorphins, uh, for me and then creativity, um, and this probably isn't my usual creativity. I think my friends know that like, I really love all the random things that are not related to the stuff that we do, like interior design and like all that stuff. So I'm, I really am having like home goods withdrawal. Like I love <laughs> home goods so much. Um, and I heard there was a rumor it was closing, but it wasn't true. Praise God. Cause I was oh, just no. really distraught. Um, but it wasn't true. It was, I don't know, the end of this. Um, and so, so, um, being able to then find other outlets for me then includes, and maybe this is both creativity, but also just like learning. And I think learning is, is part of being creative too. And so, um, I've just found different ways to also expand my skill set and that feels creative to me. Like, so my skill set as a therapist and so learning more about teletherapy and like being mm-hmm. able to realize that like, you know, there's so many things that um, in the past I wasn't, cause I really, I wasn't a huge fan of teletherapy. I'll be honest. And we can talk about that another time. But, um, now I have a better understanding because of circumstance of the usefulness mm-hmm. of it. Um, I'm just maybe like old school therapist and I, I like to be in a room with somebody and feel their emotions with them a little bit. But yeah. I understand now, cause I've had to, that you can do that still. Um, it feels different, but it's still there and you can still be just as effective. And so, um, I've done sort of like, creative things around that and learning how to adopt it in my practice, being able to um, look into like certification programs for that. So just like learning for me, I think has been my creative outlets um, skill wise. And then um, even though home goods is closed, I have found ways to like order things, which we were talking about earlier from <laughs> Walmart and target.com. And like my, I, because now I spend more time outside than I ever have. Like my little patio looks a little different. So I just will get something that makes my energy feel more positive. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and then helps me with my other wellness goals. So that's been the way that I have found most convenient. And I don't get it right every day. I'll be honest. Like I said, some days, you get overwhelmed or you just are tired and fear and anxiety builds up in a way that, you know, you you can't control, but you learn the work, you ride the wave and you kind of get through it. And then you learn how to, you know, do better the next go round. So I've just tried to do what works for me that day. Um, And that for me is a big accomplishment too, in itself, just to sort of take things day by day versus trying to think about next week and the week prior, because um, I think that's what this is teaching a lot of us is about busyness and, you know, always having stuff going on and then to have stuff just be shut down. Literally, it's like, okay, now can you focus on today? Like, can you just think about today? Yeah. Yeah. And just being present. So there's no conferences. There's no, like all this stuff is shut down. So it's kind of like, now what, you know, now, now what makes you, you now, what are you going to do to take care of you? So, um, 
I've just tried to stay grounded in that way, and I think that's helped a lot. Yeah. Um, I think for me, just kind of what you were saying about release and fear and anxiety, um, it's, it's just um, like that positive self-talk and mm-hmm. um, being like, how can I say this? Um, I don't know, just, just being reasonable. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I can tell myself a lot of things and I can go down a rabbit hole and I'm like, that's you're being unreasonable. Like, come on. Um, so, um, but also like anxiety can mimic mm-hmm. some of the symptoms of coronavirus. So, um, anxiety can cause you, um, to, to have a fever, to have chills and things of that nature, to, um, get hot and things like that. And you're like, oh shoot, I'm anxious about the coronavirus and oh my gosh, now I have it and you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just, you're anxious. Um, so being mindful, um, about that and, and, like we were saying, just turning some things off. Like my husband, like you were saying about uh, your mom, my husband, like he's very, he likes to be very informed as well. And the other day I had to tell him, I was like, this is a no Corona day. And he just looked at me and I was like, no, nah, I can't. Like, I can't do I, this I, I today. Told him, I, said, I can't. Not today. Tomorrow. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Um, I can't. This is a no Corona day for me mm-hmm. because I, it's, it's causing me mental distress. Yeah. Um, and I, it's just, I, I didn't need to be in that space that day. Yeah. Um, so, um, just protecting your peace as best as you can. Everybody doesn't, you know, necessarily can't do that. There are some people who are working on the front lines and things like that. And my heart goes out um, to those people. But if you can, in any possible way, try to protect your peace and protect your space. Um, and just try to be as positive as you can. It's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, we're not perfect because I know. If I let myself go there, I'm there. Like so, yeah, definitely. I really have to. I have to put a pin in it. Um, you know, sometimes it looks like you know. I talk to my mom; she has all the scriptures um, to give me, so that helps me to release things as well, mm-hmm. um, and then being plugged into to my source. Um, and then, as far as creativity, um, since like you said, like have been doing some self directed learning. Um, looking into like, you know, trademarks and reading books and, mm-hmm. um, things that have things that I want to do, passion projects and things like that. Um, looking into ways, like you said, to increase, um, understanding and skill set as, re- as it relates to, um, you know, therapy and teletherapy and things like that. So, um, you know, when I, when I'm, when I have that free time, I'm, I'm definitely trying to, trying to engage in that and it's a form of relaxation in a weird sense as well yeah definitely it definitely is yeah so um we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back for our signature segment first up is culture corner y'all see me i'm ready for 2020 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Um, first up is culture corner we're gonna talk about um so we'll be back
now we're back for our signature segments. Uh, first up is Culture Corner. Um, and so we're going to talk about a AERA study um, that was reported by the Journal of Blacks in Higher Education. Um, and the study found that admittance and enrollment by underrepresented minority students at public universities has declined um, since state bans um, on affirmative action have been instituted. So if you all remember, I think it was in 2018, I believe, um, there were talks about affirmative, act, affirmative action being banned, especially as it relates to admission um, and things of that nature. If you remember the hashtag Stay Mad Abby movement um, and all of that, um, where Abby was mad because she was mediocre. Um, and she thought that she didn't realize that it was her mediocreness that it didn't allow her to get into a certain university versus she believed that a minority took her spot. It was her being mediocre. Right. Um, so, um, so, so some, yeah. <laughs> so, um, there are some states that have already um, banned the consideration of race in college admissions. Uh, those states are California, 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 mm-hmm. um, Texas, where I live, yay. Um, <laughs> Washington, Florida, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nebraska, New Hampshire, and Oklahoma. And just last month, Idaho, um, joined the list. No disrespect to anybody who lives in Idaho. Um, so the authors of this study, Mark Long um, from the University of Washington and Nicole Bateman um, of the Brookings Institution, they analyzed trends in minority representation among applicants, admittees, and enrollees in 19 public um, universities in the states where the action, where affirmative action was banned um, from the time it went into effect, in, into effect through 2015. So um, their findings, they found that um, amongst underrepresented students, which are black, Hispanic, Native American um, students um, enrolled at first, um, it was 15.7 percentage points below um, in terms of the students um, sharing um, data with high school graduates in those universities in the states that those universities um, are in. And the gap rose to 16.8 percentage points on average mm-hmm. in the year immediately after the ban. Um, and then the gap increased in subsequent years to 17.9%. So um, the gap increased. 2.2% over that time. Um, among the nine flagship universities in the study, underrepresentation um, gap grew from 11.2 percentage points to 13.9 percentage points immediately after the ban and then to 14.3 percentage points. So um, Mark Long um, said that um, if we expect flagship public universities to reflect the racial and ethnic diversity of their states, then policymakers must work harder and better to alleviate the pre-college disparities and improve college readiness for underrepresented students. Um, so basically, in a nutshell, um, underrepresented students are in, enrolling um, less and being admitted less into colleges since this affirmative action. Um, ban went into place in those states that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that, Dr. Poole? Um, I mean, obviously, 
really hate having to remind people that like affirmative action exists because of the original disparities in education. And so understanding that the reason we had it was because opportunities weren't given at all um, to underrepresented groups to attend college initially. And so while you will get those folks who say, well, now it's 2020 and, you know, like as if the playing field has been leveled and it really hasn't. I think we've even seen that with what's going on with this current virus and everything too. Yes. Um, so understanding that, and I, I think Dr. Long or Professor Long is right in that, you know, if you were expecting then um, your university to look like your state looks, um, then which you should, which you should, right? If you're a public state institution because you're getting everybody's tax dollars, then, you know, what are you doing then prior to them getting to your college to make sure then that they are easily able to be admitted? Um, and so, again, that's not about making um, exceptions for certain people, but making sure that there's equity, um, equity among resources. And so just being able to recognize that these states that have these bans, um, I think they got to really ask themselves, like, why? Like, what are you really, right. what are you afraid of or what are you right. worried about or what do you feel like? Um, these students being able to attend your school is somehow detracting from your school. Like, what does that mean? And so um, really making them, you know, ask themselves some of the tougher questions about like what's really going on. So, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's a little, a little crazy, but I'm also not shocked, which is probably terrible too, that people are yeah. still talking about this um, or still like mad about this. So it's just very interesting to see, you know, even in, like recent studies, like right now, um, that people are still sort of dealing with this or having to take a closer look at this to prove the worth of students of color and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's a little disappointing. It absolutely is disappointing. Um, and I hope that this, this new study from mm -hmm. AERA, um, really opens eyes. I hope that, um, you know, policymakers, I hope that, um, administrators in higher ed um, get a chance to read this um, and that their eyes are open, um, mm -hmm. especially those in admissions as well, um, to the impact that those bans have had on minority enrollment um, and to look at their diversity initiatives and really um, check those against um, these enrollment and admittance practices. Mm -hmm. So yeah. hopefully something shakes. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully so. Yeah. So we are entering into one of our favorite segments, favorite. which is Ebony's in the Spotlight. Yay. It's our favorite time of the podcast. Um, and this week I'm super excited um, because we're going to talk about my sister. She's not like my blood sister, but she's my sister. Her, <laughs> her older sister is my line sister. Um, Jasmine. Green, who is currently a doctoral student, um, and Jasmine, like y'all, this girl's resume is so impressive. Mm -hmm. She's a boss, um, boss girl. It's so impressive, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So let me start. So um, she's definitely like black girl magic. Jasmine currently serves as the direct as the director of intercollegiate and intramural athletics at Harry S. Truman College. At Truman. Jasmine is tasked with overseeing the overall operations of the athletics and intramural programs. Um, prior to Truman, Jasmine was assistant director of sports administration for the Big Ten Conference, where she developed conference schedules, oversaw 
facility, excuse me, preparation for events served as the conference offices, primary liaison for tennis, men's gymnastics, swimming, diving, and rowing. She, communi- she contributed to game management for conference games and was a team liaison for the Big Ten football championship. Um, in 2015 through 16, she was the director of basketball operations um, for the Troy University at Alabama women's basketball team. Um, her duties included coordinating team travel, monitoring team budget, um, serving as the liaison to athletic administration, academics, media relations, facilities management, um, their equipment room, compliance, um, and their medical and training staff. Um, Jasmine gained experience at the NAIA level. I don't know what that stands for, but it sounds important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what that stands for? I do, I do. But go ahead. I'm going to go That's why I asked you. I want to know. <laughs> Tell me. Um, it's the National Athletics. Oh, I forgot the other A association. So it's like it's like the NCAA, but it's another association centered around athletic sport. So just a different set of conferences. Yeah. <laughs> um, working as an assistant assistant athletic administrator at Philander Smith College in Arkansas from 2013 um, to 2015. Um, her responsibilities um, included assisting with athletics budget, monitoring the student athletes, academic progress and eligibility status, fundraising, purchasing equipment, managing inventory, facility scheduling, um, and coordinating team travel, a lot of other things um, that she did. Um, and she also planned the end of the year athletic banquets for all wild jazz, all the teams. Yeah. Um, jazz was an undergraduate at LSU. Um, and while she was there, go Tigers, uh, <laughs> while she, where I met her, um, while she was there, she was a manager for the women's basketball team and a summer basketball camp counselor. She was also an, an event management intern at the university. Um, after graduating from LSU, um, she went on to earn a master's degree from the University of Arkansas. And again, she's currently pursuing a doctorate. And this is the shocker. Jasmine just turned 28. Whoa. So good. Yeah, so I mean like in December she turns twenty eight. Awesome. Um so she's been like she hit the pavement like running. Um and I'm so proud of all that she has accomplished. She is so professional, so very sweet, so driven, so um professionally oriented as you can tell, um, to be able to accomplish all of that before. 28 years old and on top of that she's getting her phd that's amazing um so proud she's the best um and i was like jazz i need to be able to spotlight you because you're doing amazing things she was like no problem like she sent me her information she sent me everything on time um and so like she just she's awesome she's so professional and just so she's a great person so um jasmine we just want to congratulate you so proud of you yeah, we are in awe of what you have going on. You are an inspiration to us. We're excited to see what else you will accomplish. Um, you know, and, and like I said, we, we just congratulate you on, on everything that, that you've done, and we're so proud of you. Definitely. You are everything that Ebony's and the Ivory represents. So, so awesome. Everything. Yeah. So, um, We've come to the end of our show. Our Here episode we are. 28, Dr. Paul. Here we are. We've made it. Another one down. 
Um, so we just want to thank you all for your dedication and for tuning in to Ebony's in the Ivory. Thank you for reading all of our blog posts and listening to our podcast, engaging with us on social media. Um, and we have so many great things ahead post-Rona. Um, so be on the lookout. <laughs> Um, and be on the lookout for content that comes on Tuesdays um, for our EITI Tuesdays. Um, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe, and leave us some comments um, and to um, submit names for anybody that you know or for yourself for Ebony's in the Spotlight because this is the perfect time to be able to shed some light and give some light to the world um, and be acknowledged for all the great things that you're doing. Um, so... Um, Dr. Poole, do you have anything that you want to add? No, just make sure y'all stay tuned in. Let us know all the great things you're doing. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. And yes. <laughs> um, sneeze into your elbows uh, or yes. tissue. And or tissue. take care of yourself so that we can see you right back here next month. Absolutely. Until next time. And don't forget to relax, relate, and release. Bye. Bye. Bye.